Steeler culture segment for this episode, for episode two, is going to be about Steeler training camp. Because, man, oh man, did we have a great time this summer. And father and son have made it a tradition to go to training camp now for, this is our third year in a row? Uh, third year in a row, but and our, we've done our it before. fourth time going, yes. But for him. And, but now three years in a row, and we've made it on opening weekend. Yep, for the for all three yeah. years that we've gone in a row. But this year was the absolute best. Yeah. Because we got the VIP experience. Um, we were lucky enough that the Saturday we were in Pittsburgh uh, visiting my my mom and my, my stepdad and my dad and my stepmom and <laughs> all the family. Um, we got to uh, go and be partic- participants in the charity walk. Mm-hmm. For the Chuck Knoll Foundation, which mm-hmm. uh, raises money for brain research. Yeah, a really... Into brain injuries. Amazing charity right now, especially. It is. So, we're going to talk about, you know, our experience there in just a minute. But, you know, let's, again, just like we did last time with the Terrible Towel, let's start with some history and give you some background on Steelers training camp. Because, <laughs> once again, you know, it's so unique. It's so unique it to Pittsburgh. The tradition all about tradition in Pittsburgh, right? So our training camp is actually located in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, a place near and dear to my heart for many reasons. The home of Rolling Rock, my favorite beer back in the day when it was actually made there. <laughs> and uh, now uh, Duquesne beer is made in Latrobe. And just whatever beer is made there, the water in Latrobe, that mountain spring water, something's going on there. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. But... Latrobe is beautiful, right? Yeah, it's it's a really beautiful place. Uh, talking about that charity walk, we really got to see a lot of the campus of St. Vincent's where yes. it's held. And so that's what, yeah, St. Vincent's it was College. really awesome campus. Is where uh, training camp is held, and it's been held there since 1966. So this was the 53rd year. And the only team, the only NFL team that's had a, a training camp longer at the same location is, of course, the Green Bay Packers. The only other organization really built on tradition. Like exactly. The, uh, Steelers, Steelers, Packers always seem to have the traditions. Their camp uh, started in 1958 at St. Norbert College in Wisconsin. So it's been there for 61 years. Um, the only other team that even came close was the Minnesota Vikings, who had their camp at Minnesota State University for the same amount of time as as the Steelers were at St. Vincent's from 1966, but they just ended it in 2018. Oh wow! And moved to their new facility, so it's just Pittsburgh and Green Bay with the longest running training camps in the same location. But if you've never been to St. Vincent's College, it's a beautiful campus. Um, St. Vincent's itself was founded in 1846. It's a pretty old college. That's right before the Mexican American War. And the potato famine in Ireland, kind of give it some context, by uh, Benedictine monks. And uh, today it sits on a 200-acre campus and serves over 1,800 students. Um, But Art Rooney Jr. graduated from St. Vincent's College in 1957. And, you know, he believed it would be a great spot for the team to to train at. So that's where the connection actually came from, is Art Rooney Jr., being a graduate, being a St. Vincent Bearcat. Mm-hmm. That's their motto, or that's their mascot. Um, 
So if you go to training camp, you'll of course see the Steelers practicing on a new field. It's been built, re, you know, in recent years. Um, it's actually called Chuck Knoll Field. It was named that, renamed that in 2007. And it is the St. Vincent Bearcats Stadium. They do have a football team that plays there. Um, but interesting enough, and, uh, you know, uh, again, if you've never been to St. Vincent's and you're a Steelers fan, I mean, make, make the pilgrimage. You know, it's like the yeah. uh, the trip to the Holy Land. <laughs> I mean, you've got to do it at least once in your life. And the experience is so fantastic. I mean, I, I can't compare it to any other teams because I haven't gone to anyone's. <laughs> But I know just from hearing and seeing that nobody does it like like Pittsburgh. Does. It just makes you feel like so much more part of the team. Every every year that we've gone, you know, you feel like you just know the players more. You you see them more comfortably. You see them interact with the fans. It gets you more connected to them. Yeah. So you can sit and watch the practices, and then of course the best part is uh, lining up along the stairs to get autographs. And we'll talk about our experience doing that. But prior to Latrobe. The Steelers actually held their training camp at 11 different locations before finally settling there since 1933 when they started out. Um, their first practices were at somewhere named Moore Field in Pittsburgh. Don't even know what that is or if it exists anymore. Then they went to St. Francis University in Loretto, Pennsylvania for a while. In 1940, they moved training camp to Hershey, Pennsylvania, where the amusement park has thrilled my children for many, many years. I love Hershey Park. Lots of great times there. And they stayed in Hershey till 1946, but they did take a break in 1943 because of World War II. And, of course, that's the year the famous Steagles was created, a combination of the Pittsburgh and Philadelphia teams. So they actually trained in Philadelphia that year in 1943. So after 1946, they actually left Pennsylvania and went to Waukesha, Wisconsin. But that only lasted a year. Then they came back to Alliance College in Pennsylvania. Then again in 1952, they went out of Pennsylvania to St. Bonaventure College in New York. They stayed there six years. And in 1958, they landed at California University of Pennsylvania, which isn't that far from where I grew up. Had a couple friends go to college there too. Huh. Um, this is known as a party school. <laughs> 1961 saw them uh, spending a year at Slippery Rock University, which I had no idea. So they spent a year at training camp at the Rock. Then they went to West Liberty College in West Virginia, and finally the last stop was the University of Rhode Island. Hmm. And then in 1965, they actually started practicing at St. Vincent's. And in 1966, open training camp there. So that's kind of the history of of it. But now, you know, let's talk about our experiences there. I mean, it yeah. you know, you can talk about yours, and then I'll go into mine. Uh, well, I mean, just from the years I've been there, I've always just loved uh, just watching them doing practice and everything this year, especially uh, with the VIP for doing the Chuck Knoll charity. Uh, we got to be on sideline, which was awesome. You know, you really get to see just, you know, up close. We got to see Juju and James Conner. I mean, like, sometimes like 10 feet in front of us, you know. It was awesome just playing being rock, that close. Playing rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> got videos of them playing rock, paper, scissors with each other. Uh, but just uh, I've always loved the autograph walk up the stairs. And 
not all the players do it. Most of the, you know, huge name players will avoid it just because, you know, it, it would get tiresome every single day, you know, going up and signing hundreds of fans stuff. But the people who do do it, I mean, it's appreciated more than anything by the fans. Uh, whenever we went this past year, the biggest thing was TJ Watt. Uh, TJ Watt. Was coming up and we got him to sign our football and there's a whole story behind <laughs> him signing our football it didn't look like he was but you know uh so yeah so you know every year i kind of have my sights set on let's you know one certain player and for this year it was tj watt for myself and then just for son to get the ball signed you mm -hmm. know he's got a ball that every year he's taken and just keeps filling up with more and more players yep. ryan shazier's on there and uh, Bud Dupree's on it. Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels. Now TJ. Going back, he's got Yancey Thigpen and Deshae Townsend and mm -hmm. Frenchie Fuqua from the old school. But um, so, yeah, so TJ Watt, he was, you know, took his time. He was hurt at the time, so he wasn't even playing. Yeah, he, so he, he didn't have practice, and I think that was a big reason why he was signing so many people's uh, autographs that day. Yeah, so he's coming up the hill and. You know, he was on our side, and then he crossed over, and he's kind of like right across from us. So when he turned to go, he was probably gonna go up the hill and move past us. So I, I grabbed Son and I said, "Hey, I want you to be serious for a minute and just close your eyes and focus, and we're gonna ask the universe for TJ to come sign <laughs> football." <laughs> and I swear to you, right, right after we yeah. did that. It was he, like he, he had finished signing with someone. He turned around and started up the hill, and it was almost like something called his name, and he turned around and looked right at us. He made direct eye contact <laughs> with me and just grabbed my football and yeah. signed it. It was and came back a and, really weird experience, honestly. It so was then crazy. I was all excited trying to take a picture of, of Son with TJ <laughs> and uh, got that taken. And then I, I was like, take one of me, take one of me. And so the coolest thing was, like, even after that, he came back and yeah, kind of he, stood for my he picture. he walked up signed three more people's stuff and then walked back down and took a picture so it was, and he doesn't smile very crazy. often but he was smiling in our pictures so um that was a great great time and uh what else do you any other memories you have from there all um, the different times you've gone well <laughs> i know it probably isn't a big deal now but i remember one of the first years we went getting a uh, dree archer's autograph we we uh, went to <laughs> camp looking at him and you know we just wanted to get him we thought he was going to be Almost like what Switzer is now, kind yeah. of like, you know, a guy who's doing run plays, returns. Slash. Yeah. Yeah, so, we were excited about him, thought he was going to be somebody. We got pictures of him, autograph, his autographs on the ball, and obviously uh, my favorite Steeler ever, Ryan Shazier. Yeah, that's huge. In his second year, his sophomore season, he was walking up there and signed my football. So that was Now you have, what, three autographs? Uh, yes. You yeah, have a jersey. Have a jersey for Christmas. I got a signed a uh, picture of Shazier and then last Christmas I got an autographed jersey, game worn jersey from Ryan Shazier. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Um and I got to meet him his his rookie year. Yep. So um yeah, so this year's training camp was especially great, but you know, my earliest memories go back to the seventies of course. And it was so different back then. Um even the college looked different, much smaller scale. Everything was kinda wide open. There was nowhere to sit like it was just the open hillside so you just kind of bring blankets stuff like that uh i don't even remember that much like being like a, a line or a fence between you and the players 
but I have pictures of myself with Mean Joe Green. Um, I have a memory of our, our kicker at the time, Matt Barr, picking me up on his shoulders <laughs> and like walking down the hill with me. Like it was a huge memory. <laughs> but I remember meeting, uh, you know, like I said, Mean Joe Green, uh, Jack Ham, Jack Lambert. Great times. Uh, then fast forward to my college years, <laughs> and this is the greatest, 1995, 1995 season, that summer, uh, I went home from college and was looking for a job, answered a classified ad in the no local newspaper, the Greensburg newspaper, for a uh, security guard. Go to the interview, they tell me I'm hired, they're like, you know what this is for, right? And I'm like, no. They're like, it's Steeler training camp. I was like, what? I was like, you wouldn't even have to pay me. Like, and it literally was the only job I ever went to early. It would stay late, like every day. And uh, greatest, you know, just, oh, Lord, what a great job for an insane fan like me. Yeah. And uh, I was lifting weights at the time. It looked pretty good in the uniform. A lot of the other guys didn't, just saying. <laughs> so they ended up like, hey, you know, because the first couple of days I was down on the field. Well, actually, the first day I was in the parking lot, which sucked. Like no even view of the field or any access to anything. Second day, they put me like down on the field and just walking around. And uh, I worked down there for about a week. And the funny story from there is Neil O'Donnell, our quarterback at the time, would never want to walk up the hill. Like what we're talking about, how some players mm -hmm. won't walk up and sign autographs. He'd always take the golf cart. And uh, he always he told me one day, like, hey, when you see me, you make sure you run over there and open that gate so my golf cart can get through. He's like, can I count on you? And I'm like, yeah, you can count on me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not that difficult. Huh? So, of course, you know, like it was like maybe the fourth day. I wasn't paying attention. I'm like out there daydreaming or something. And I hear somebody yelling, hey, hey, and turn around and look. And Neil O'Donnell's over there like by the gate doing it himself. He's like, you working today? You working today? <laughs> so, Neil O'Donnell, good guy, though. Um... So, I mean, I have so many stories. I can probably do a whole another episode on just me working there that summer. But honestly, just great access. And, I, oh, I didn't finish the story. So that after about that week, then they put me on the locker room door. So I literally was like the guard on the locker room access. So all the players would come and hang out in that hallway. And that's how I got to talk to almost all of them. Um, actually got to even know a few and, and have a few drinks with a couple on their nights when they had time. Um, Andre Hastings. Mark Bruner, the tight end, was a rookie mm -hmm. back then. And we had a connection with the quarterback. One of the quarterbacks we had, Jim Miller, the, one of the guys I went to high school with was his backup at Michigan State. Hmm. So anyway, I had all kind of connections with the Steelers that year, and it was fun, good times. And, of course, that's the year we went to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl thirty, and lost to the Dallas Cryboys. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, our training camp this year, if, if you ever get a chance to do that charity walk and you're a Steeler fan, sign up for it. Do the VIP experience. It was incredible. We were treated so well. We got to uh, you know, either meet or see Merrill Hodge, Art Rooney the second was there, um, Donnie Shell, Mel Blunt, um, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley. Um, uh, we had a per, uh, autograph session with Terrell Edmonds, our safety. Yeah, that was really awesome. They served us a fantastic lunch, 
Like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, really good food. Yeah. And, and it was available, like, the whole yeah, rest of the afternoon. all you can eat, basically. Um, and then the capper was the VIP passes on the field. And so we were on the sideline for the practice. So what a fantastic memory for us. Great day. And then we finished up by having a sandwich at Permani Brothers in Greensburg on the way back down to my dad's. And uh, just a wonderful memory. Like, training camp, it, that now with you with my son it means it's like a whole nother dimension to it it's just (laughs) the greatest thing in the world but okay so that's our finishing up our culture segment that went a little long i think probably but it's exciting stuff if you've never been to training camp so and and like what you said earlier it really makes you feel like you're part of the team like you feel like you were there in the beginning of that season and you're invested somehow in them you know different way you saw them working you know you you feel more connected no you know only a certain amount of people really got to see that because NFL Network only covered them so much. I mean, they interviewed a few players, but that's about the only exposure you can get to training camp. Yeah. People forget it even exists, you know? Yeah. So it's really cool being there.